0: What's up, guys, and welcome into the sixth episode of the Real Talk podcast. My name is Tyler, and in today's episode, we're going to stick with one broad topic. Like I said, broad. We can talk about a bunch of little points with it, dive in deep on different aspects of it, but this is something that's been affecting not only me, but my friends, people I see on the internet, really just the majority of people right now are dealing with what we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and run the intro. Can you hold me You down. got it, you got it, girl, and you know that shit Tell me you want the world, can't give you all that shit Let's get off the Hennessy, let me pull that shit I'm tryna make memories, give me all that Let's shit make sunshine, they take drugs to the sea So, before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, I wanted to spend a few moments kind of discussing what's been going on with me the last two weeks. So, obviously, I haven't uploaded in the last two Fridays, and there's a bunch of reasons why, but I'm not going to sit here and make excuses as to why it didn't happen. We're going to talk about it a little bit more as we go on in this episode, but... One of those two weeks I actually spent on vacation in Texas at Galveston Beach, and it was a really great opportunity for me to decompress, um, open my mind up a little bit. It helped provide some insight on the theory that location has a possibly temporary, long-lasting, or permanent effect on motivation, um, your drive, your work ethic, your overall happiness, your mental state and it was a really great opportunity for me to test that and seek validity in the theory that I had. And along with that, it was really just a cool experience to get out on the beach and like film the sunsets or get up in the morning and walk on the beach for the sunrise. It sounds kind of stupid. It's kind of cliche, but like It was really cool. It was something that I woke up excited to go do. I don't get up every day, like just to get up and do like there's nothing to do here. At least there, there was an opportunity for me to experience something new. I can get up and I was excited to get up and I would walk to the beach, drive to the beach, whatever, and go do that. It was just really, really nice. I got a really bad fucking sunburn the first day, so I was a little bit limited going forward. But aside from that, really great experience, really great time. And I'm very fortunate and thankful that I was able to experience that last week. And as we kind of continue on here in this episode, later on, we'll dive a little bit deeper on that theory that location or a different or new perspective mindset can have a huge impact in many ways on an individual's life. And from here, we're just going to transition into the main idea, chunk, lesson portion of this podcast. So let's jump into it. So COVID-19 has had a huge impact on everybody. It's affected everybody's lives in a multitude of ways that can't really be described in one general statement. Whether it's financially, mentally, there are a number of ways that people have been affected. But I'm going to talk about today one of those ways that people have been affected, that isn't really getting talked about as frequently as others, and reasonably so. But today, I kind of want to talk about the impact that COVID has had on our youth. And by youth, that can range from the ages of 1 to 18. And from there, you have the young adults, 18 to 24, I'd say, and then adults, parents, grandparents. But from here, let's go ahead and just jump into this. To start things off i kind of want to dive in with this so if it's not recognized now more than ever i think people are starting to understand the power possessed by people who aren't even adults yet anywhere from probably 15 to 20. these people have an immense amount of power from their social media platforms from their follower counts from everything the impact they have on society they kind of control the market and by market I don't mean everything I mean they control the trends what's popular they can make a clothing brand skyrocket they can change a person's life overnight with a shout-out it's simple things like that and in a generation where I grew up where I was kind of in between I was in the middle so I was kind of raised in an old-fashioned mentality where The kid was always wrong. The parent had to be right. Even if the kid was right and the parent was wrong, the parent didn't want to hear it. It is what it is. Like regular stuff that a lot of people my age had to deal with. We weren't allowed to do this because you have all the time in the world. You're so young. You can do this when you're a little bit older. Well, the kids that are in Gen Z, late millennial, but really Gen Z, didn't want to hear that shit. They took it and they've done it and they're doing it. And you see the 17, 18 year olds up to 2021 in these TikTok houses in LA in all of these group houses, the YouTube channels, the podcasts you see all these successful, successful young adults that are really years and years ahead of where they should be. And it's because they took the matter into their own hands. They took their life into their own hands and they're making something of it. But there's a big worry for me at least for the people that are right below this generation or that are in Gen Z that maybe aren't as fortunate as that in this very moment and are still living at home like a normal 14 to 18-year-old would that has had to deal with this quarantine and has been trapped in the room, dealing with this, dealing with that, didn't have a lot of exposure, no social exposure for sure. And the mental effects, the social effects, the overall struggle that is going to weigh down on the shoulders of these young people that may end up going to school next month, may not end up going to school next month, but we're going to touch on all of that. But here we go. And like I said, whether you're a kid, you're a young adult, you're a parent, you're a grandparent, if you open your mind up correctly, you'll be able to relate to a lot of the things I'm saying, or at least feel it and translate that into your own personal feeling that you've been feeling throughout the duration of quarantine and the things it's made you feel, the things it's made you think about and evaluate about yourself and your life. So here we go. To the one who's introverted and likes to spend their time alone for whatever reason, maybe it's easier, and quarantine has really led to your mental health taking a hit because you're so alone, I see you. To the one with some friends who rely on the social interaction to keep yourself mentally okay, keep you grounded, I see you. To the popular kid with all the friends and a great home life and everything in between who may be struggling because you've never been alone like this before, I see you. To the one who wants friends and the social life, but is reserved because of anxiety, depression, insecurities, and is struggling worse because you're alone without the option anymore, I see you. To the ones who fall into really bad bads, quote unquote, or substance addiction because life is lonelier than ever, I see you. To the young adult who lives in their own place and hasn't been socially active in months and has kind of lost themselves in the process. I see you. To the one friend who's always there for everyone, even through a time like this but hasn't been checked on in a really long time, I see you. And to the adults with or without kids who are entertaining themselves and or the kids while keeping everyone happy, healthy, and distracted from the crazy world we're living in right now while also trying to manage themselves, I see you. And now a message to the parents, grandparents, and guardians. More than likely, your child or grandchild has recently or is in the midst of spending a very extensive and impactful period of time inside of a single household. And whether you like to believe it or not, this period has and will have a huge impact on the shaping of who your child or grandchild will become and is becoming. Whether your child or grandchild was quiet and reserved with some friends, quiet and reserved with no friends loves or hates alone time, bold and outgoing and has friends or was quiet but has found a voice, there are a lot of things that can be going on. Was quiet and found a voice could be a plea for recognition or feeling or attention, give it to them. If they were loud and are suddenly more reserved through these last few months and they relied on social interaction to like grow, find creative ways to find that interaction for them, whatever age, if they're young, Zoom or FaceTime calls with their friends from school that they don't talk to because they don't have a phone yet. Socially distanced activities are an option. Showing interest in their interests. Not overstepping, be the student. Or maybe your friend, spouse, child was very active before quarantine started, loved the gym, loved physical activity, playing sports, and those options have been kind of revoked temporarily and they aren't allowed to go to the gym or maybe can't go to a public park And you've noticed that they're starting to put on weight or starting to eat more unhealthy. And in the process, it's just a temporary fix to make them feel better because they had an outlet and it needs to be replaced by another one because the previous isn't available. So do all you can to help motivate them. Put the effort forward. Do all you can. Be there for them because that cycle is going to be hard to break. Once quarantine ends and things are back to semi-normal, we're coming off of a time where we have been more lazy than we've been in a long time, had more free time than we've had in a long time, are not working very hard, if at all. And it's going to be hard to adjust back to that cycle, not only going back to work full time, but then having to add on going to the gym when you haven't been there in a few months. It's very hard. And as a parent or guardian, very few, if any, have a closer relationship to your kids or your grandkids than you. Some friends may be closer and know some things or some stories that you don't know because the kid feels like they'd get in trouble if they told you, but no one has a closer bond than you guys. And as that parent or guardian, you are responsible for keeping up to date with what is important to the youth of this generation, not yours. And what I mean by that is, if you're a parent or guardian that loves to say, I had it bad too, or we didn't have that growing up, so you don't need it. Times have changed, priorities have changed, everything has changed and evolved, whether you like to think it's gotten better, worse, or anything in between. That doesn't mean that the things that are important to this generation do not matter. Social everything is so important. I get you didn't have Instagram or Twitter or TikTok growing up, but this generation did, does, and is going to. It's a part of their livelihood in a weird way. And it sounds stupid, but that's just reality it's their entertainment they aren't watching tv or reading the fucking newspaper if that's what you did like that's great that that was an option for you and it was a great outlet for you but this is their outlet yes it's staring at a tv or a phone screen it's it's what it is yes they're watching youtube videos of some 19 20 year olds that do dances on TikTok. That's their form of entertainment. The comfort that you found with the TV shows you watched growing up, the movie stars you found growing up or watched growing up, the personal connections you made with movie stars and characters on TV shows, that's what they're doing now with these people. And the reason they're doing it now with these people is because they can build a more personal connection with them. This is a video that they shoot themselves. They have creative control over for the most part. And they edit the way they want. They can post it and relate to their fans the way they want. They get an in real life experience with the things going on in their lives every single day. They see where they actually live. The creator in this instance gets to expose themselves as far as they want to, as much as they want to. They can talk about their relationships, their friendships. You can see where they live, like I said before. It's just a more personal connection. And while it may seem a little stupid to an older generation, even to me, I'm 22 years old, I didn't buy into it for a while. I didn't download TikTok until quarantine started. I'm fucking hooked. And it's not even that good anymore. It almost got shut down two weeks ago and there was rumors of it getting shut down. So it's really been toxic, but I'm on board. I understand. I have opened my mind up to the idea of these are idols. The Addison Rays, the Charlie D'Amelio's like these girls are the Hannah Montana of your generation. It's just facts. It's weird but it's reality. Reality is evolving. We're drifting away from TV shows because people want more control over the things they want to put themselves in. And like I said, the Millennials and Gen Z control the market. That's why there's a transition over to YouTube right now. And that's why you're starting to see platforms like Spotify introduce visuals. They're introducing podcast videos now. And from there, do they go into full-fledged vlogs, videos like YouTube? Are they gonna be less strict on monetization and will they pay certain creators for having rated R, so to say, content like YouTube will not? YouTube is huge. YouTube is the industry right now and it has no competitors but Spotify may make a move. They are introducing visuals. If they say, hey, you can do the same thing you're doing on YouTube over here, you could probably translate all, if not a good majority of your fans over because Spotify is really modern as well. Everyone listens to music on it, but we'll pay you for your explicit content. Who wouldn't? Maybe they'll do both. Maybe they'll upload on both for a while. But if they start to see significant money coming in from a new platform that can maintain, if not overtake the one that is the alpha dog right now, you may start to see some transition. And with that, Spotify kind of goes over Apple Music as well and competes for that, the number one music streaming platform. Because if people are watching their videos on there, why wouldn't they just listen to their music on as well? It's an interesting take and it's a little off topic, but I wanted to touch on that a little bit. So there you go. So back to what I was saying. Yes. This is their form of entertainment. This is their form of staying up to date socially with the world and their friends and the trends on what cool phrases people are going to say, what dances people are going to be doing at their formals, at their proms, at their whatever's, at their parties this upcoming school year or as soon as school comes back. There's a lot of factors that play into just staying up to date with social media and it's weird. It's so weird but you read the newspapers to keep up with the headlines. You watch the news to keep up with the headlines. Twitter is our news. It may not be the most reliable thing in the world, and it sounds dumb because I even know that a lot of what's popping on Twitter is skewed in some way similar to news stations, but that's exactly it. The news does the same thing, they skew everything. Back when the protests were super heavy and the writing was super heavy, I was watching the news every single evening and I would watch multiple news sources. I would watch them throughout the day, throughout the night and they were all different. It was just skewed because similar to social media, you need to do a little manipulation to get the views, get the clicks, and that's what the news stations are doing because not only are they taking a backseat to social media, they have to compete with other news stations as well. And throughout this time, when you're parenting a child, multiple children, and they get sort of stir crazy along with yourself, reasonably so, inside of the house for multiple months at a time, A time may come where you want to take their electronics away. You want to take their phone, the PS4, the iPad, any of that stuff. And a day or two, whatever, won't kill them. It won't kill them. But if you're taking it away for a week, multiple weeks, I don't think parents are understanding the impact that it can have on an individual. And that's not to say they'll die without the electronic itself, but staying up to date is incredibly important in a world that's dominated by social everything, I promise you in the next half decade, two decade, you're going to start to see a lot of videography introduced into the school system, not just college, but high school, junior high, middle school. You're going to start to see kids wanting to make vlogs. You're going to see kids wanting to make podcast episodes, and that could be group project, an individual project. They can be things that can be for a class that a lot of kids are going to want to do. These people are growing up. When you grew up, you idolized movie stars. You idolized whatever character on whatever TV show, the firefighter that saved everybody. You wanted to be a firefighter. These kids growing up want to be YouTubers. These kids want to be podcasters. They want to be TikTok stars. They control the market. They control what's popular. You guys loved movies. You loved the fucking newspaper You love playing Sudoku every Sunday fucking morning? These kids want to be YouTubers, and they're gonna do it. They're gonna invest their time into it, and they're gonna do it well, and they're gonna evolve from what's going on right now in the industry. They control it, whether parents like it or not, and like I said, parents have to parent. They can take the phone if they need to. Like, it is what it is, it's not the end of the world. You you are the guardian of this child, but be very cautious. Be cautious, especially because of what this generation has had to deal with in the last six months. Some kids, young kids, had to leave school before the end of the school year. They're too young to have phones, and let's be real. Some parents, maybe even the majority, won't put the effort in to set up FaceTime calls between parents so those kiddos can have some face-to-face communication throughout the duration of this time. They had to leave school one day, they didn't get to say goodbye. They didn't get to say goodbye to their friends in the other classes. They didn't get to say goodbye to their favorite teachers that they love going to see every day. They didn't get to say goodbye to them. And for those kiddos, this time off probably seems like a lot longer than it actually is. They didn't get that last day of school where they get to have their friends and teachers sign their yearbooks They don't get to go up to their crush and have their crush sign their yearbook and leave like a a heart next to their name and they freak out and they like go all summer thinking about how that girl or boy left a heart on their fucking yearbook and they think they're going to whatever. They didn't get to experience that, and yeah, it may not be like the biggest deal in the world, but it could have been their last day of elementary school. It could have been their last day of middle school, junior high, or it could have been their last fucking day of high school, and they didn't get a prom, and they didn't get a graduation, and they didn't get a last day of high school. Like I fucking hated high school, but I still got to experience that shit. I maybe don't think about my prom every day, but I got to live it. I maybe haven't looked at my yearbook literally ever. I don't think I've even looked through it yet, but I got one. I got to go pick it up. It is what it is. These kids have been through a lot. Their lives kind of got put on pause, and granted, it's a lot worse for the adults who are having to financially figure everything out, but these, these kids aren't adults, they're kids and they are missing out on experiences and they're missing out on time with their friends and in a lot of cases they're probably taking a huge pause in terms of growth especially socially if they're too young to have a phone or if they're a kid who's kind of losing their mind being in the house all the time gets the phone taken away all the time so they can't see their friends they can't talk to their friends they can't watch the youtube videos of the people they idolize they can't Watch TikToks, they can't watch vlogs, they can't listen to podcasts. And a lot of those things are what keep people grounded. I'm 22 years old and I rely on music and podcasts and YouTube videos to kind of keep me grounded. I don't watch TV anymore. Like it's very, I have Netflix, I have Hulu. It's very rare that I ever get on those. And if I do, I probably turn on like friends or some shit. But they took friends off of fucking Netflix. So I don't watch Netflix anymore. It's all YouTube for about two years now. It's all YouTube. Because it's so personal. You get to build a real connection with these people. They are, yes, actors and actresses and movies and shit, they're all real people too. But these are real people like that show you their lives, like show you their actual personality. They get to be themselves. And that's what the most appealing thing is to a listener, to a viewer, is that these people are real. And if you're taking that away for an extended period of time, in a time where there's really nothing going on, it's going to do more than affect their mood for the day, for the week. It's going to do more than affect their attitude. It's going to affect them in a very long-lasting way because they don't have the exposure. They don't have the experience. They aren't getting to learn. You learn a lot from watching these, not only to go do stupid shit, to party. like You learn lessons from these people. You learn what not to do. These people may be annoying to some, but the rebound rate in terms of this person did this to this person and now they're okay and they're friends and they're just dealing with it because that's what you're supposed to do in an industry where you will have to collab with this person again or you'll need to be in a room that this person's also in a room at you do similar things you're going to be around each other this person did that to this guy they got in a fight but they're cool these people act more like an adult than a lot of the adults that i actually know it's good life lessons they may not be perfect people nobody's perfect. The people you watched in movies, they're not perfect. And I understand you're trying to help teach them discipline, patience, all these things. You're trying to raise them to be the best they can possibly be. Do it within reason. Take their phone away, but if you're invested as a parent, you know who they watch. You know who they're interested in. Maybe instead of giving them no time to even do anything after dinner, you say, hey, fucking Bryce Hall posted a new vlog. Let's go watch it together. Or, hey... Take your phone, go upstairs, go check, text your friends back, whatever. Go watch Bryce's vlog and then come back and bring me your phone and we'll go from there. Compromise, because they need the exposure. They're not seeing their friends. They aren't going to school. They are literally in the house. And yes, I understand it It is so stressful for you. It's so stressful for you and your spouse and figuring things out financially and then keeping the kids entertained and fed and happy and healthy. And sometimes they act like little shits and I act like a shit sometimes and I'm a grown ass man. But I need the exposure. They need the exposure. This world is social everything, dominated by social media, the social industry, everything. They missed out on their last days of school. The last time they saw their friends was like a Friday before a weekend, and then they just never saw them again, especially for the young ones. Yes, they're annoying. They want you to play with them all the time. They're your kids. They're your grandkids. Give them the attention they need because they can't entertain themselves all day, even if they're teenagers. And they do have their phones. They cannot entertain themselves all day, every day. Yes, they may get annoyed having to spend time with you, but they need that face-to-face interaction. They can't go without it. They're going to fall behind. Yes, they may be popular making a video and posting it, or they have 20,000 on TikTok, or they tweet all the time and they're snapping their friends. They're not speaking. They're not talking. They need that. Because you can do everything right online. You have to be a person as well. You have to be able to communicate with people. And that's hard as fuck. And especially after not doing it for so many months at a time. Think about you going to the gym every day. Like I said earlier, the dude that goes to the gym or the girl that goes to the gym and they stop doing it because of quarantine. How hard is it to get back in that gym after four months of not going? It's gonna take a little bit. It, it makes it a lot harder not being able to go. For the parent or the adult who loves their fucking job, who genuinely loves their fucking job but got laid off for months because of COVID, yes, it's fine or it's nice that you're getting paid if you got paid. It's great to have time off, but you miss that. If you're a teacher and you love your kiddos, you're an elementary school teacher and your school year ended, it may have been your favorite group of kiddos in your 20-year teaching career. You don't get to see them anymore. But what if they were fifth graders and they're going to the middle school? You just won't see them again. Yes, you can get over it. Yes, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but people need to stop being so hard on other people for wanting to feel things, for wanting to be open, for wanting to expand their mind and their heart and just feel and see shit. It doesn't make you a pussy to be upset that you didn't see your friends or you haven't seen your friends. It doesn't make you a pussy because you're upset that you didn't get to listen to that album the night it came out. It doesn't make you a pussy to be upset because you missed out on this vlog this week and he already posted the next one. Like now you have to go back and watch it and you feel like it's old news, but you have to do it to stay in line with what's going on. Yes, they're not the biggest deals in the world, but they're issues. They're things that bother you. This is a world dominated by social everything. And again, a lot of these aren't the biggest deal in the world. And when you are 20 or 22, you won't think about your formals. You won't think about your prom unless you're still with that person. They aren't big deals. But when those situations, those events are taken away without the choice of going or not going or making it a big deal or making it not a big deal, then it becomes a big deal for them because they didn't get the option. A lot of people miss their prom. They missed their last formal in college. They missed their last Greek week. They missed their last season of whatever sport they played in college or high school. They maybe missed that last run at a state championship or a championship in college. They may have missed a graduation or didn't have a graduation. They maybe missed the end of their last year in the dorms or their first year in the dorms, and it was their freshman year. Maybe there was a girl or boy down the hallway that you always wanted to talk to, that you planned on talking to, that now you may never see again because you didn't know their name. They just live down the hall. They may go to a different college. They may not come back to this college. You just may never see them again if you go to a big school. And even, even upcoming, even in this upcoming school year, you probably won't get tailgates. You won't get a rush week. You won't get a freshman orientation if you're in college. You may have a weird setup for move-in day. Homecoming may not happen. Initiations may not happen. Face-to-face interactions are gonna be limited if things go south. Missing concerts. You won't get to go to the bar for the first time with your fake ID in your first semester of college like everyone else likes to do. And I mean honestly, what about the people that moved into apartments or houses nearby campus because it was more cost efficient at the time, but things may result in online classes for everybody at that point. Nobody's living in the dorms. Not a lot of people are on campus. There's not a lot of people around your age. Nobody's throwing parties. There's no frat parties or sorority events or football games and tailgates and basketball games and campus events. It's not happening. Then you signed a year long lease beginning of this past month or the beginning of August. And yeah, your roommate may be cool. There may be a couple of cool people in your building and thankfully, but you're missing out on so much. Like I was in college for like a year and a half and I went through some shit. Some of it, my fault, some of it not, but that was still the most busy and experience filled portion of my life. Do I think about it a lot? Again, No, not the biggest deals in the world, the things that I was doing then. Was it a lot of dumb shit? Yeah, was it a lot of stories? Yeah, that's what matters. College kids can choose whether they wanna go out or not. They can choose whether they wanna get involved in Greek life. They can choose whether they wanna join a club or a sports team. But when you take that option away, it becomes a big deal. When they don't get to go to that house party because it's non-existent, it becomes a big deal. When they can't use their fake ID Not because they were scared, but because there's nobody going to the bars. It becomes kind of a big deal. Like, yeah, this sucks. Like, I wanted to use it. I wanted to get one. Damn, I wanted to rush this fraternity this semester. And maybe they'll do online rush and all of that shit, but it doesn't compare. Like, some of my most vivid, clear-cut, favorite memories from my time in college was Rush Week. Like, I didn't even know these guys, and we were going to parties, fucking having a good time, like complete strangers that lived in my building, and we ended up in the same fraternity together, and we became close friends, and even Connor right now, I met Connor for the first time, I fucking hated that guy. We were at Info Night, and we had gone to some softball party, like, the weekend before, and I looked at him, and I was like, oh, you were at that softball party, right? And he was like, yeah, why? I was like, this guy's an ass, bro. This guy's a douche became my best friend, lived like three doors down from me, did not go a day without seeing this dude. We'd eat every meal together, we'd go to all the parties together. We were like inseparable, we were a duo, everyone knew it too. But I got those experiences, I have those memories, I'm able to recall those stories. They don't get the option. It's really difficult to deal with. So now as they're sitting throughout quarantine, remaining hopeful that They'll get to see their friends in middle school or junior high or high school. They'll see them next year. Or they're going away to college and they have to come to terms with their high school experience being over, getting cut off early, not getting to experience prom, graduation, all of that stuff. But they can look forward to the future. Well, guess what? It's not looking too hopeful either. A lot of the K-12 schools are offering the option of if you want to send your kid full-time, part-time, or if you want them to be fully online. That's fucked. I understand it's reality and it's the life we're living and everyone needs to stay safe, but these kids can't go online. And I'm sure these kids want to go online, but you can't let them. They gotta go to school. Like obviously if there's someone in your household that would be at risk of contracting the coronavirus and it would not go well for them, do what's best for your family. I'm speaking for the, like the general majority. You gotta send them. Even if they fucking hate school, I fucking hated school. I was so insecure about myself in high school. Only a handful of people know this. I would bring like three or four different shirts to school every day. So I would have like first hour, second hour, and then I would have like weights or something. I would change my shirt after weights because I would sweat through them. Before I walked in the door in the morning, I was sweating. I don't care if it's 10 degrees in the middle of December. Like I'm fucking sweating when I walk through the door. I don't know why, I don't know why. I just didn't feel comfortable where I was at. I knew I didn't get made fun of a lot, but I got made fun of enough to make me uncomfortable and like always on my toes. I didn't fit in. I was just uncomfortable with who I was and uncomfortable with the fact that I had to go to this place every day with the same people for fucking 12 years of my life throughout schooling with these people, having the same group projects with people I did not like, did not care for, that talked shit, made fun of me, bullied other people or maybe just people that didn't fit in like me. And it was really awkward for both of us at that point because we had to communicate, whatever. I would change my shirt like four times a day because I kept sweating through them. And then once I noticed I was sweating, I would sweat more because I was more uncomfortable. Luckily I broke that habit like at 19 years old. But anyways, you have to make them go. They have to learn and grow through that experience. I had to learn and grow through it because had I not felt so uncomfortable to the point where I felt like I needed to make a change, I wouldn't have made that change. I would have just avoided it. I would have become even more isolated than I am right now. I would have become lesser than the person I am right now. I wouldn't have socially expanded in a way that I had to where I made a group of friends in college. I would not have rushed my freshman year of college if I had not had to deal with the things that I dealt with in high school to force myself to create a new version of myself when I moved away to college. There were only a couple of people from my high school that went to the same college as me. An opportunity to reinvent myself, and I did that. I may have made some stupid choices. I may have drank too much, way too much, but I changed. And I'm continuing to change every single day. But when the options are taken away and you can just do a Zoom class, sit at home, At that point, it would be until December. You'd think they'd offer it semester by semester, so at least until December. So you're basically spending, what, nine months at home? You know how much can get achieved in nine months? Nine months ago, I was a completely different person. And then nine months before that, I was a completely different person, and so on and so forth. You have to allow these kids to feel uncomfortable so that they can grow. And I'm not saying bully them. I'm not saying if they're getting severely bullied, keep them in school. I'm saying if they just don't want to go to school, they just don't like school, you have to make them. You have to make them step outside of their comfort zone so they're allowed to grow. And for those who, again, think I'm being way over the top, way too dramatic with this, you are correct in a way. Because to some, this is a little dramatic. To some, they're like, fuck that, didn't need a prom, didn't need a tailgate at college, went community, didn't even need to deal with it, I'm just fine, you may be fine. That's cool. That's great. I'm happy for you. But to others and to what I would view as the majority who are struggling with even getting out there and making friends and doing all of that shit on their own, now they don't have an option. And without that option, it becomes even harder and you become even more turned off to the idea of doing it at some point. Because you're going to say, oh, I'll do it when quarantine's over, I'll do it when things are back to normal, blah, 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 blah. That could be six months from now. That could be a year from now. That could be a year and a half from now. We don't fucking know what's going to go on. I remember how fucking stupid people thought I was when three weeks prior to quarantine starting or shit getting bad, so to say, the first time in March, I went out and I stocked up on everything. I knew I was going to need all this shit. I thought something was going to come of it. Obviously, I've never lived through a pandemic in my life. I'm 22 years old, but I just felt something coming. I was aware. I wasn't resistant to the fact that this could happen people say it's impossible it won't happen there's no way can't be that we can't just shut shit down Xander called me an idiot for like three days I didn't talk to him for like a week because he kept talking shit I was like dude I'm just letting you know like it'd be wise to go get some shit what the fuck happened we ended up on quarantine and the world ran out of toilet paper for like three months and the aisles were empty and Of course, it's not the biggest deal in the world, and he thought so as well, even after all that shit happened and he was proven wrong. But this can kill people, and it probably will kill people. So if I can wear a mask, be cautious, be careful, stay in my fucking house, and in the long run, it could help save some people's lives, I'm going to do it. And everyone else is doing it, I would hope. But it can seem dramatic, and it may be dramatic, but to those who need to hear it and don't get to hear it, They need this. There are people who are like me and who were like me at the ages they're at. At 16, I needed someone to tell me the shit I'm telling people. At 18, I needed someone to tell me the shit I'm telling people. Up until now, I still need people to tell me the shit that I'm eventually going to learn. They need to hear it. Yeah, it's just a dance. It's just a party. It's just a graduation for high school or for college. It's just a fucking trip with your friends that you missed out on. It's just saying goodbye to your friends before you move into your dorm, or it's just a dorm room that you won't get to move into. These are big fucking deals. These are life moments. People worked hard through high school to get good grades so they could go to the college they want to go to. You're saying they're going to have to do Zoom classes. That's heartbreaking. Even for those who may have barely squeaked by and then got into a college and they're excited and they're scared and they just want to go experience it and they can't. Maybe there are people who have terrible home lives and have worked hard so that they can get out of that home life and move away to college and go make something of themselves and kind of break the barriers that is their family and the negative shit that comes with it. So let's say people do move into the dorms next month. It's handled well, it's fine, whatever. They find a system for it. Say an outbreak happens, we have to cancel schools again. What happens to the kids that are relying on that dorm room because they, one, don't have the money for a place, two, have a terrible home life, or three, don't have anywhere to go after? I was in a situation the last semester I was in the dorms before I didn't go back. I relied on it. Had schools shut down for any reason, I didn't have anywhere to go. If you've listened to my podcasts up to this point, you know that I spent a month living in my car because I didn't have anywhere to go. I would have had to do that for months. At that point, I didn't even have my car yet. There are a lot of people relying on our higher ups, our local, our state, our government officials to make the right calls with what's going to go on in this upcoming school year. Because one wrong decision can impact a lot of people. And I understand a pandemic, it's going to kill people but it's gonna do a lot of things to other people too. So communicate, interact, help as much as you can. Don't let your children or grandchildren drift so far away socially during this pandemic that they won't figure it out in a world dominated by everything social. Falling behind is real, it's discouraging to the point where you give up. In this day and age, it's not really an option. Keep close attention to those around you, to your friends, family, children, grandchildren, during a time like this. Continue to help those around you. Continue to help them grow and evolve in whatever way you can. Hold them accountable. Take interest in their interests. Anything I've said about parent to kid, grandparent to kid, friend to friend, spouse to spouse, it can relate to you too. The things I've said about graduations and all these things you could have experienced it too you could have experienced missing out on things and you know how it feels your parents could have grounded you for a football game when you were younger in high school and you missed it and you remember how fucking pissed you were in your bed that night that you missed it that your friends had a great time it may have been a shit game too and you missed it and you're still mad and that's fine you're allowed to small things matter when the choice is taken away and if you're someone that fits into the criteria of what I've talked about and you don't have anyone checking on you. Hold yourself accountable as best you can. Invest in things you want to do. You're behind closed doors. No one's really watching right now. And that sounds shitty, but I've been there and I kind of am there. Take advantage of this opportunity where you have a lot of time to really just do what you want to do. Even if it doesn't work out, even if you don't think it's realistic, make it realistic. Nobody thought YouTube was going to dominate everything. Nobody thought social media was going to dominate everything. Nobody thought you could make a living off of social media until people made it happen. Gen Z, millennials, they control this industry. They've made it possible to make a living... Off of social media, off of making TikToks, off of posting pictures on Instagram. It's possible. Whatever you think is not possible, it's not until you make it a reality. And it's okay to not be okay sometimes. It's okay to take days off. It's okay to take a week off if you need it. I just took two weeks off. I recorded a podcast last week and it was all about college and like what to expect your first week on move in day, how to approach certain situations where you could possibly be rushing, how to meet people, how to prepare for college. I didn't edit it or post it partially because I didn't want to and partially because I felt bad because I didn't know if the people listening that are about to experience that will even get to experience it. And what good does it do if I offer this information to people and tell them how great it's going to be and all the things you'll get to do and the things you'll get to see dependent on where you're going, and they won't get it. Sure, they might, or they might and there will be restrictions, or maybe they won't get it at all. But I felt it wasn't right for me to do that and then I wasn't in the States so I didn't have my equipment so I couldn't re-record something and I didn't wanna rush something because I felt that in episodes four and five I kinda took a little step back from one, two, and three and I needed to evaluate what I'm doing and be a little more creative and put a little more effort into it and not just expect it to happen and expect it to go well every time. People go through it. It happens. It happens all the time. So take the time you need, Hold yourself as accountable as you can and just go from there. This is an opportunity that we may never get again. So take full advantage of it. That's what I did. I started this podcast. I ordered the equipment like the second week of quarantine. And here I am and I'm totally happy with how it's worked out for me. No, I'm not making money off of it. No, I'm not famous. No, I don't have a ton of listeners. But it's a way for me to help people. It's a way for me to offer insights on things that aren't talked about by the public because nobody talks about shit that they struggle with. And if they do, it's not the full story. And I understand this pandemic is a lot greater in terms of its effects on everyone than what I'm specifically referencing. But I feel like we see a lot of that every day. We see the posts, the tweets, the news stories about COVID-19 and the death totals, unfortunately, and people getting sick and the financial stresses it causes. A lot of people nowadays But we're seeing a lot of that, and if there's something that you have learned from listening to me on this podcast up to this point, it's that I talk about things that other people don't. I talk about the things the majority struggles with but stay silent about. Nobody's really posting their failures. Nobody's really talking about their failures, and if it is, it's not the full story, like I said. I talk about the things that people need to hear that they don't have another opportunity to hear, that maybe they're telling themselves but they don't believe it unless they hear it from somebody else. I'm that voice, I'm that person. Okay, now I'm gonna throw a little story at you guys from my past and it's kind of the closest thing I could get to without describing my quarantine experience because that's kind of boring because I didn't really do a lot and I've touched on it a couple of times. So I'm gonna talk about another time where I spent a long period of time locked in the room. I was about 16 or 17 years old and there was just one evening I was with my brother, Xander, and Dalton, our other friend, and we were going to a party. I asked to take my mother's car out. It had some issues with it. It had a coolant leak for a while. It still had it at the time, which made the car overheat, whatever, but I was assured that it was okay, and turns out it was not. I just happened to be the person driving a broken car at the time. It shit out, so we were going to a party. I said we were going somewhere else. I'm 17 years old. It is what it is. But we are on our way to this party, and the car just shit out. The engine overheated. It caught on fire. It was done. Like, this shit was toasted. So we pulled over near Liberty Hospital, and we had a bunch of alcohol in the car. We had a gallon of Fireball, literally a glass gallon, full of Fireball, a handle of vodka. We kind of, like, hit it in my backpack and took it and hit it in the woods nearby, first thing, which was bravo, smart as hell, like... Way to react when there's a pressure filled situation. But, anyways, we tried to get it going again. We called, my mother showed up, and as she was like driving there, I was texting people. I was like, Yeah, you're probably not going to hear from me for a while. Totally fucked. Like losing all my snap streaks because that's a big deal at the time. Like, I, I knew I was done. Even though the car had prior issues, I still happened to be the one driving it when it shit out. So, anyways, got there, phone taken away. Everything taken away, TV taken away, locked in the bedroom. I think it was over 30 days, for sure. Like food brought to the door, door opened, food set inside, door closed. I was in jail jail for a 16 year old 17 year old and then similar to what people are going through right now if they get their fucking phone taken away or even just being in the house like this it takes a toll on you you aren't talking to people anymore you don't use your voice until like 3 p.m for the first time and you're like like oh my god bro what it was an experience and I was locked in the house I took a huge hit socially huge hit mentally and It was a very hard time. And yeah, I fucked up. I lied about where I was going. It was a very expensive mistake. And do I regret it? Obviously, but I can't change that now. I had to deal with what I had to deal with, move past it. But I spent a long time in the room. That is the point of this story I'm telling you. And that time I spent, it was a struggle. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have anything. So I was kind of relying on just random shit to get me through the day. I felt like I was living in the fucking 70s. It was tough, and I didn't some days use my voice for the first time until like 3 p.m. I wasn't listening to music. I didn't have television. I didn't have any social media, and like I said, sounds stupid, but it's a big deal. It wasn't as big of a deal then because all that shit was just getting introduced really, and that was the time where they were like, no, you can't make money doing this shit, and then five years later, here we are, but... I distinctly remember my first time out was the 4th of July. And it was a process. There was an adjustment process because I missed a lot. I didn't know anything that was going on socially. I didn't know about anything other than what I was told going forward. I had just missed out on a lot. And luckily, Xander went back the next week after all that shit happened and grabbed the alcohol from the woods. So you know we killed that bottle of Fireball the 4th of July. And after that, I kind of went on a bender. And if you don't know what that means, it means I kind of went reckless for a while. I went crazy. We were out every single night going to parties, whether it was in our hometown, two towns away, 40 minutes away, 45 minutes away, whether it was high school parties, college parties, we literally went to whatever we could find because... Well, for the buddy I was with, he just loved to have a good time. That's why we're friends. And for me, it was like making up for lost time. I went through a period where I had no social interaction, no interaction with anyone other than myself. And I went through a huge personality change because of it. I was shy and reserved and introverted and got picked on at school. And then that summer, I just went crazy. I was out all the time, drinking all the time. I needed to make up for the time that I lost in that period I was locked in the house. And like I said earlier, your child, grandchild, or even you as an individual could have been more reserved as a person and now you're crazy outgoing or you were outgoing and now you don't really feel like doing anything ever or you were reserved before and now you're even more reserved and you're totally turned off to everything and anything social. and. We don't recognize these changes as they're happening. We just see it as, oh, I'm growing up or everyone changes every once in a while. But like these are changes that weren't really dictated by us as people. We didn't control it. We didn't ask for it. And I get we don't ask for a lot of changes that come our way in our lives, but hold yourself accountable. Be there for yourself. Be there for your kids, for your grandkids. If you see drastic personality changes going on throughout the duration of this process that we're dealing with, You have to be there. It's going to help or hurt shaping them as an individual now and going forward. If they are becoming completely reserved and don't want to do anything, they're going to stay that way. If they have a choice of online school and you think six months ago they would have wanted to go to school and now they don't and they don't leave their room often and you don't hear about any of their friends anymore and you don't really hear about anything from them anymore, make them go to school or else they'll end up reserved and isolated in a world that is completely dominated by everything social. It will be very hard, and nobody deserves to live a life alone. Everyone deserves friends. Everyone deserves people to love them. Everyone deserves to be checked in on. And in a time where you don't feel like you're getting checked in on, it's really hard to keep going. Even if you're an infant and you're crawling around the carpet every day playing with the same toys for four months in the same house, in the same walls, that can't be healthy. Take them outside, let them run around in the grass, get fucking dirty, buy a sprinkler like we had when we were kids and let them run through the sprinkler, or crawl through the sprinkler, get a kiddie pool and let them swim outside, get them some exposure, buy little bubbles and blow bubbles and create new experiences for someone who doesn't have a lot of experience yet. Because if they're playing with the same toys every day, doing the same thing every day, you're propping them in front of a TV with snacks in their hand. It could create eating disorders later on in their life. They could build a reliability on food. It could build a reliability on television. And people are so mad that so many kids have electronics in front of their face 24 hours a day. Set the standard. Like with the YouTube thing. People thought you couldn't make money off of the internet until people did it. Made it a reality. You're tired of people having electronics in their hands when they're 2-3 years old. Don't let them. Keep them entertained throughout the day. Of course, it's not as easy as it sounds, but if you put that extra effort forward, it's going to go a long way when it's such a crucial period of your child or grandchild's life. No matter the age, effort goes a long way, even if they don't seem to want it. If they're a little older, they're a teenager, they're 16, 17, they got a fucking attitude all the time. I know I did, but a little effort goes a long way. And even if they won't admit it, they know when there's no effort. They realize when there's no effort, even if they're being a dick. And they don't want the effort. They genuinely do want the effort. I promise. And I'm going to reiterate this one or two more times. This all may seem really dramatic. It may seem overblown. And it kind of is in a way. Because everyone's experiences are different. And whether you like to admit it or not, you may have dealt with something like this at some point in your life. Or whether you remember it or not, you may have dealt with something like this in your life. Because we tend to mask memories that are negative and tend not to think about them or... Deal with them because it's easier to hide than deal. It's easier to not cope than cope. But the goal of this, like usual, is to make the listener think and feel. I'm going to challenge you to think and feel. Whether you're 13 years old and you don't know anything about college yet and you're not going to college anytime soon, but you... Did miss out on your last day of school and you have missed your friends and you can't drive and go see them or whether you're 17 or 18 and you did miss your prom or your last day of school and your last day of high school and your graduation or you're 22 and you missed your college graduation or you missed out on rush weeks or Greek weeks or your last of some particular event that you desperately loved it's going to make you think. And whether you're 35 years old and you are alone more often than not because your kids are grown and moved out and you haven't seen them because of COVID or whatever reason, or maybe you're an adult with kids and you're dealing with that every day on top of the financial struggles and questions that are up in the air because you've been laid off and your husband or wife or spouse has been laid off as well. And Things aren't coming together right now and you have to keep the kids entertained and deal with a lot of what I've been talking about, holding them accountable, making sure they're continuing to grow and progress into great individuals. It's stressful and you can relate to some of the things I've been talking about. I'm here to make you think. I'm here to make you challenge yourself and I'm here to help provide that motivation that is so hard to find and maintain throughout a period like this in our lives. This is a period that everyone's having to deal with and that's very rare. So it's really nice to be able to speak in such a broad way that I know in one way or another a lot of people can relate to or find some relation to based off of an experience that they're living, will live, or have lived. I'm not just going to sit here and talk about the beef that went on this week between this person and that person, talk shit, and do things that will amount to views. I'm here to challenge myself, make myself open up in a way that will allow my listeners to feel that I'm being genuine and authentic with the things that I'm posting, the things that I'm saying throughout these episodes. Not a lot of people will talk about it. Not a lot of people will be upfront and honest with you. I've made countless mistakes in my life, big mistakes, small mistakes, everything in between, and I continue to make them, but I'm growing from them. And Where I have an experience where I've made a mistake, I can learn and grow from that experience. I can pass that information on to you guys. Or if it's just a situation I had to overcome, I can pass that on to you guys. Whether you listen to it or not, it's up to you. Whether you make a connection with it or not, it's also up to you. But I'm going to continue to challenge you to think and feel and make connections with the topics that I'm talking about. I try to take a topic that is relevant in today's society, combine it with a personal experience, In a way that is broad enough to where the listener, that being you, can make their own connection in some way, shape, or form based off of an experience that you've had, that you are having, or that you think you may have. It makes you think. It makes you want to achieve. It will help give you motivation to achieve. Because I'm your number one supporter. Sometimes we need to hear things that aren't spoken about, and I'm going to do that. And to those who are new to this podcast and don't know, I'm open to communication more with those who want to know more, who need help with things, who need someone to talk to. My social media is really easy to reach. From there, I'm an open book. Like I said, I've made a lot of mistakes. Everyone's made a lot of mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We just have to continue to grow, evolve, adapt with the times and reach for whatever successes we want to reach in our lives and go from there. This is something I love to do and I love to help people and if I can do that by sharing some experiences of mine that only a handful of people or less know up to this point, then I'm going to do it. If it'll help someone avoid a bad situation, avoid a bad decision or choice, or get through a situation that they're currently dealing with that I've had to deal with and have spoken on already, I'm willing to do that. I'm happy to do that. And if you've made it up to this point in the podcast, I appreciate you listening up to this point. If you've listened in the past or are going to listen in the future, I appreciate it. Throughout these two weeks off, I've done a lot of reflecting, and I'm doing some rebranding with all of this stuff that I think is going to surface tonight with this episode. So, again, thank you. I appreciate it, and I'll see you guys next time.